Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. Wednesday night, Syracuse loses to Notre Dame 79-69. It was a lot closer than that. It was back and forth game. To me, it really came down to one play. It was 65-63, Notre Dame up by two late in the game. Prentice Hub throws up a prayer of a three-pointer behind the line, way behind the line, off balance, hits the three, 68-63 at that point, and I think Syracuse was just deflated and they couldn't come back from it. Syracuse had stopped him on that play because there's only two seconds on the shot clock. I think they would have won that game. It would have changed things, but can't think too much about it because now they're going to play Duke. And this isn't going to be a long podcast today just because there's so many games this week and other things going on. But uh, really, in the Duke game, for me, it comes down to a few things. One, there's going to be a lot of emotion in the game because it's Coach K and Beheim, Jim Beheim's last game. They're coaching against each other, maybe in the regular season. Who knows? They might do it again in the ACC tournament. But as of right now, it will be their last game against each other unless there's some other way they play each other. So two legends going at it, top two guys in wins. Beheim has more wins than he gets credit for because of the NCAA BS, but they're the top two wins guys all time. Uh, coach K has more championships, and the argument if he's the better coach, you know, I don't care about that so much because I'm a Syracuse fan. But anyways, uh, so that's going on. Syracuse always has a little something extra for Duke, especially when they come to the Carrier Dome. The game's at 6 o'clock. It's going to be rocking. It's on ESPN. Duke's kind of had Syracuse number lately. They've won five in a row overall. They've won four straight at the Carrier Dome. The last time Syracuse beat Duke in the Dome was 2017. John Gillen, last second shot. And that Duke team was stacked with NBA players. Luke Kennard and Jason Tatum, both playing in the NBA right now. So it's possible to win this game, even against better talent. Syracuse has done that in the past. Although that team in 2017 for Syracuse had a lot of talent. But to me, it really comes down to a few things in this game. And pretty obvious choice is the center position for Syracuse. Sidibe and Anselm have to really step up. No Jesse Edwards. He's out for the season. I think both those guys at times show flashes of things that are really good. Like Anselm's a good rebounder. Sidibe looks to be getting his confidence back. You know, in that game against Georgia Tech, he had that jump stop and layup and against uh, Notre Dame on the road he had some blocks Torrance tried to throw him an alley-oop and he couldn't get it but he still made an impact in the game you listen to my last podcast I called it the S-Men, Swider, Samir Torrance and Sidibe needed to help win the game they all contributed a lot in the last game but they just couldn't get it done but I think for Syracuse to win this game either Sidibe or Anselm have to have a career game or both of them have to have a really good game combined um, Aslam, I think, is a good rebounder. So I think he has to go more to the offensive glass because they're not going to call any plays for him. They're not really passing on the ball on the screens unless Torrance is in the game. So he might as well get his and get rebounds. So Bay, anything you get out of him is really gravy at this point. Syracuse wasn't expecting much out of him, and he's doing well. But the other part of it is Syracuse has to shoot the lights out to win this game, and they're capable of doing that. Not too long ago, Syracuse had a four-game winning streak. Within that four-game winning streak, they beat Wake Forest, NC State, Louisville, and BC. 
I'm not counting BC in this stat pack I'm about to give you, but against Wake Forest, NC State, and Louisville combined, the team averaged 91.7 points per game, shot 57%, 54% from three. These next two numbers, I think, are important. They took 38 two-point attempts and 20.3 three-point attempts. Also, 19 assists per game to only 9.7 turnovers. So obviously, they moved the ball better, had almost a 2-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio, shot great, shot more twos than threes. Best three-game stretch of the season, right? Now, the next five games includes the two BC games that they won, Georgia Tech win, and the two losses to Virginia Tech and Notre Dame on the road. So I looked at those stats from those five games where Syracuse went 3-2. and two. Points per game, 70.2. Field goals, 41%. Three-point field goals, 36%. Two-point attempts, almost the same at 37 even. Three-point attempts, six more in that stretch, 25.8. Assists, 10.8. Turnovers, 8.6. I will post those numbers side-by-side on the Facebook page so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. And I will post a video with it as well. Obviously, Jesse Edwards contributed to those two-point field goals and field goal percentage because... He just dunked a lot of the time or had a shot around the basket, and he's better offensively than Sidibe or Azalem. But Syracuse had a lot of opportunities this season where they just couldn't get it done. One play away, the Wake Forest game, couldn't get the ball in bounce. But I just want to tell Syracuse fans, don't feel too bad because I watched Oregon last night, Quincy Gurrier, ex-Syracuse player, and Oregon could not get the ball in three or four times and drove the coach nuts. That's a whole other story. Anyways, the Notre Dame game where I think if they had stopped that shot by Hub, they could have won, but can't get those games back now. Can only get the game in front of you, which is Duke. And it may not save Syracuse season. They may not make the NCAA tournament anyways, but they can beat Duke. It's always a good thing, especially with this Coach K versus Beheim last time in the Dome. Who knows? It could propel them to win the last two games against Miami, North Carolina, Win a few games in the AC tournament, and then we'll see what happens. That's all I got for the Dome Dog Podcast today. Enjoy the game, everyone. The Dome Dog Podcast is brought to you by Zalstone Jewelry. Live luxury lifestyle. Anyone who orders from Zalstone.com from now until the end of the month, which is next week, gets 20% off by mentioning Dome Dog Podcast in the shipping instructions. 20% off the website price, Zalstone.com. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Audible, Google Podcasts, and more. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog Pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.